you would look with me in your Bibles to the book of John, to chapter 14. John in chapter 14, and I'd like to read verse 21 through verse 24. It was not very long ago I brought a message from this very same text, but I want to go back and look at it once again. The title of our message is the words of Jesus himself. If a man love me. John chapter 14, verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. I'm just going to stop there and just, I don't want us to just read over the words in verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, notice it says, he it is. Jesus identifies very particularly who it is that loves him. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not his chariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the fathers which sent me. The reason I wanted to deal with this text once again is simply because of all the hypocrisy I see today in religion and in churches. There is much hypocrisy. There are many who want to wear the name of Christ, be identified as a Christian, but they do not keep the words of the Lord. If you notice in our reading in verse 23, you find those words, if a man love me, if a man love me, Jesus said, he will keep my words. He does not leave any room for doubt there, no room for speculation. Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. You'll notice this statement begins with the word if. And immediately note, we know we are dealing with a conditional statement. The word if, at the beginning of this phrase, if a man love me. It reminds me of the flaming sword that was set many years ago, the Garden of Eden that barred the way for any to have access to the tree of life. It also reminds me of the first ten words in your Bible. Your Bible begins with ten words. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. 
individual does not believe those ten words, there's no need to go any further. If you do not believe the first ten words of the Bible, you will not and you cannot truly believe anything that follows that. Those ten words, again, remind me of that flaming sword. It just bars the way for anything else. And so it is in John 14 and in verse 23. If a man loved me, if you cannot honestly answer yes to that, that statement that I do love the Lord Jesus Christ, you are wasting your time. It is a vain attempt to go further in the Lord's statement. There are promises, there are blessings for those who love the Lord Jesus Christ. But first, we must deal with this. If a man love me, and it begs the question for every individual, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you love Him? And it's not do you love what He may do or what He has done. It's not that you love the great example that He left, the miracles that He did. Do you love the person of the Lord Jesus Christ? You might remember one day Jesus asked Peter, very directly, lovest thou me? Again, it is a searching question. It's many that it's a question that many cannot honestly answer in the affirmative. It is a very serious thing to consider. Do you truly love the Lord Jesus Christ? Hold your place if you would. And notice in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 16. In 1 Corinthians and in chapter 16, I want you to read with me the consequence of not loving the Lord Jesus Christ. I have no doubt that every one of us here knows someone who does not love the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can know that because they do not keep his word. Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words. Again, no doubt about the matter. And again, we all have some, I would think, in family relations, friends, acquaintances that we know who do not keep the word of the Lord Jesus Christ manifesting they do not love him. But there are dire consequences for not loving the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Read along with me, if you would, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. And those words simply mean, let him be cursed at the coming of the Lord. Let him be accursed at the coming of the Lord. 
It does not matter who it is. You'll notice here, if any man love not. Jesus said in our text, if a man love me. Here it is written, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, the consequences are eternal. Let him be accursed. Let him be accursed at the coming of the Lord. If you would, turn on over to the book of 1 John. In the book of 1 John is a, a wonderful statement concerning loving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's something that we must always keep in mind. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a primary reason that you love him. In 1 John, in chapter 4, and in verse 19, the scripture tells us we love him because he first loved us. Because of you and I loving the Lord Jesus Christ is because he first loved us. He loved us if we love him. He loved us before this world was ever created with an everlasting love. He loved us before we had a physical being, before we ever knew him. He loved us. He loved us. Consider the great love of Jesus Christ. He loved us in his humiliation. He loved us in his poverty. He loved us while he was being despised and rejected of men. He loved us in the Garden of Gethsemane when he poured out his soul to the Lord. When his very soul was in agony, he loved us at Calvary. He loved us during the three hours of darkness when God the Father had forsaken him. We love him because he first loved us. If he had not loved us, we would have never loved him. Back in our text, in John chapter 14, if we can get by this first statement, if a man loved me, if we can just get by that, then we have access to the words that follow. But again, if an individual does not truly love him, the next words are not for him. They just do not apply. It applies only to those who truly love him. Jesus said, he that loveth, if, uh, if a man love me, he will keep my word. He will keep my word. And again, it's not that he should or he ought to or maybe he will, but again, a definite statement. There are some, it appears like, they would, would like to get by that first statement, but they don't want any further responsibility. There are many today in religion, many in churches, many in Baptist churches, 
who claim to love the Lord Jesus Christ, but they do not want any duty or responsibility beyond that. But there is duty and responsibility, and here it is keeping the word of the Lord. Keeping the word of the Lord. And it brings us to the question, what does that mean to keep his word. Well, automatically I know it means obedience to the word. Whatever the word of the Lord is, obedience unto the word. But the wording here also means to, to hold fast, to preserve, to guard the word of the Lord as a prized treasure. No compromise, no giving up. Believe what he said, keep what he said, obey what he said, practice what he said. Anyone who does not is a hypocrite, claiming to love the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus said he will keep my word. He will hold them fast. He will preserve them. Notice, if you would, in verse 21, I mentioned this earlier, where it says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He identifies the ones who truly love me. And it's just, to me, an elementary fact if you're going to keep the word of the Lord, you must first know the word of the Lord. How can you keep it if you do not know it? This past week, I, I, I taught the pastors in Thailand by instant messenger, and I, I enjoy the doing that, but I was speaking to them and I told them, if you're truly called to preach the word, how can you do it if you do not know it? Therefore, read it. Study it. And don't just read it as some do, just to say, I, I read so many chapters of the Bible and I have my daily Bible reading. Read it with a student's heart to learn it and to know it. Again, we cannot keep the word of the Lord if we do not know the word of the Lord. Look in chapter 16 of John, if you would, and notice what is written in, in verse 13. John 16 and verse 13 Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. I'm just going to, to stop there for just a moment. The important word in this is into. Notice that. It's not that he will just guide you to the truth. He will guide you into the truth. 
I've had many over the years tell me, well, I, I came to the truth. Well, that's not sufficient. That's not sufficient. I think I've mentioned to you before, a squirrel can get to a pecan or an acre, but if he does not get into that nut, it's profited him nothing. We must get into the Word of God. Get into the truth of God. If we're going to keep the word, we must get into it. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. Again, just coming to it is not enough if you don't get into it. In our text, John 14 and in verse 23, If a man love me, he will keep my word. Well, you've had... Step one and step two. If a man love me, then it says he will keep my, my word. If we can get past those, notice what it says next. If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. And my father will love. Now, be assured, this is not God's eternal love which produced in us regeneration and justification. That love has nothing at all to do with anything in or of us. But the meaning here is a special manifestation of the love of God. If you truly love the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are faithful in keeping his, his saying and his word, the Father will further manifest his love unto you. If you look back just a little bit, again, to verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself unto him. When you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you are, are manifesting that you are in agreement with God the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 3 and in verse 35, the Father loveth the Son. The Father loveth the Son. And if you love the Lord Jesus Christ, the object of your love is the same as that of God the Father. You agree on the object of your love. God the Father loves the Son. If you love the Son, my object and God the Father's object of love is the very same. And then it says, but really it's because of this agreement that he will further manifest that love towards you. Notice in John chapter 14 and in verse 23, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And then notice this great statement, And we will come unto him, 
and make our abode with him. We will come unto him. Now the wording there certainly implies that there is a, a, a distance here. And the distance is removed. If a man love me and keep my word, the Father will love him. And we, God the Father, God the Son, even God the Holy Spirit, will come unto them. Are there times in your life when you just don't feel very close to God? There's a reason for that. Go back to the first steps here in verse 23. There's a reason that maybe at times we do not feel close to God. We should not expect this closeness if we're having a problem with the steps just before this. Maybe we're not faithfully obeying and keeping his word. Maybe there's unfaithfulness in our life. Maybe there's some things that have separated us. And we need to go back and look at this love for Jesus Christ and the obligation and duty of keeping his word. For there are conditions here if a man love me, he will keep my word. What's the consequence of that? My Father will love him, and we will come unto him. And that distance is removed. And there is something here that we, we sh should, should notice. Look with me to the book of James. In the book of James, in chapter 4, and in verse 8, James in chapter 4 and in verse 8. I want you to notice a statement and then the consequence or result. James 4 and in verse 8, it says, Draw nigh to God, and what will happen? And he will draw nigh to you. That's pretty simple. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That's what we need to do. You notice verse 7 of the same chapter says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. And immediately following that it says, Resist the devil. We're to do both of those things. Draw nigh to God. And notice the promise back in our text in John chapter 14 and in verse 23 where it says, We will come unto him and make our abode with him. We will come unto him and make our abode. That's more than simply making a temporary visit. That's setting up housekeeping. That's like you pitch your tent and you're going to dwell there. The word abode means to dwell. And we will dwell with him. Who is this speaking of? We will dwell with him. Well, it's the one that loves.
but follow and keep his words. And what a great promise this is. We will make our abode, we'll dwell, we will dwell with this individual in fellowship and communion. In other words, we'll just live with them. We'll make our abode with them. If you want to truly know real fellowship and communion with the Lord, just Follow the steps that are outlined in verse 23 of our text. Make sure you love the Lord Jesus Christ and keep his word. Now I want to just remind you of this. The steps in John 14 and in verse 23 have nothing at all to do with the obtaining of salvation but they have everything to do with having joy in your salvation, rejoicing in your salvation. Just considering the words here, what a blessing is reserved for those who love the Lord, not just in word, but in the heart. Love the Lord and keep his 